Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey there, Java Junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or ten minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini-episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple-shot K-Cup with my guest, Jonathan Tesser. Let's flash back really quickly to when you were in school. You went to Tufts University and you majored in psychology and music. Hmm. Did you know what you were going to do with that degree, John, when you graduated? It's a great question. I had absolutely zero idea, which is why I find it very, I want to say disconcerting how stressed out these kids are about their careers. And and I get a lot of flack on LinkedIn for saying this, but I'm going to double down right now. You know, I graduated, the the Twin Towers had fallen in New York City, the job market was dead. And, you know, here I am, a graduate of, you know, essentially an elite institution, almost Ivy League school, no idea what I'm doing, and didn't really care too much, to be honest. And I'm like, all right, I just need to get a job. So I'm like, oh, why don't I try and work in music? I'm talking to music executives. It's like, no, it didn't work out. I'm like, okay, how did I land my first job? I had a friend who was working somewhere. She introduced me to a friend. I introduced her to the boss. And then I got oh, landed at a digital agency. Okay, right? Like, no idea what I was going to do. No idea, understanding of what psychology could be used for. You know, oh, I love music. Got to make that a career, right? Well, it didn't necessarily work out that way. So I was completely clueless. You guys can see... 20 years down the road after this, I've had a very long, successful career. You're all stressing out because you just want that certainty. You don't need it. And in fact, I like the students who say, I don't know what I'm going to do more than the students who say, I know what I'm going to do. Because not knowing is a superpower in and of itself. Oh my goodness. I so love that because at least I would go on to say, especially those young people who think they want to go into finance and say they want to go work on Wall Street and whatnot, more often than not, they're driven by the dollars. And those who are saying, I don't see my, I don't want to do that type of job, but I don't know what else I want to do, I think are going to land in a much better place in the longer run, living with that uncomfortableness of not mm-hmm. having made a decision early on is going to serve them well. I could not agree more with that. 
having the open mind and sitting with ambiguity rather than listening to what your career center has to say, listening to what your parents have to say, following along with the fact that your peers may have gotten a Bank of America internship has nothing to do with you. None of those things. You are a unique individual and what you want to do is based on you and your unique characteristics of being, not necessarily like what people are telling you because they're not necessarily looking out for you. They're looking out for them and they want to alleviate their own concerns and their own worries and their own anxieties about who you are and the reflection that you are of them, not about you. That's a hard truth for these young people to take. And most of them who are listening to this are going to be like, I don't know what this guy's talking about, but trust it. This guy over here, if you are not looking out for you, paying attention to them, you are going to regret it. Boom. Boom. That is it. Because, and John and I were chatting before we started this interview, both of us talk on LinkedIn about the fact that We have been in therapy. We've gotten into getting to know ourselves a lot better. And we have enough information, at least I do, to be dangerous. John actually has a degree in psychology. And we can tell you that a lot of what is coming at you, especially from those who love you, namely your parents, is often tied up in their own anxiety. That's correct. And so if you can shut that down lovingly and tune into your gut and start getting into your own interests and what light you up, that's where to start. And I know John does that. Mm, That's exactly what I do for a list. That's exactly what I do for my side hustle is exactly it. You could not have said it any better. I help you get in touch with your gut, with your instincts, with yourself, your deeper self. And I guide you into yourself because you've probably never done that with someone else. You know, you may have tried to do it on your own, but I'm pretty, pretty insistent that you're not going to be able to. And so you need a guide who's going to walk you through yourself and your unique you to help you land in the place where you need to land. And again, I'm prepared to work with. I'm a stranger, right? I've got nothing in this game except to help you figure out your you. I'm not your parents. I don't have any anxiety or expectation and you need to get a job. I'm going to be that impartial observer who's just guiding you to that next step of what should I do. And, you know, whether you work with me or Andrea or someone else, whether you can work with your career center at this, because a lot of career centers claim that they do this. So if you work with them to find out yourself, right, you have to do it. Whether you do it now or whether you do it, you know, in in your mid-20s, that self-assessment and understanding and self-awareness of who you are is a primary driver of your career success. I, you know, I can't emphasize it anymore. And I'm going to add the word happiness to that, because just because you're quote unquote successful, you got the job at the big company, the big name company with the big title Mm -hmm. does not mean you're going to be happy. And what John is talking about is going to help you identify what is going to make you 
happy in the short term. And as life unfolds, if you keep using that as your North Star, you will continue to be happier in your professional life. That's correct. John, I want to just quickly kind of tick through your career. You mm-hmm. mentioned that first job at MediaVest that you got from a buddy recommendation. Mm-hmm. You were a broadcast assistant there. You spent mm-hmm. a year there. You then mm-hmm. moved into being a media planner at mm-hmm. Heineken. You spent a year there. And then you actually took a job at your current company, but this was way back when <laughs> at NYC and company. Yeah. You worked there earlier in your career for about two and a half years as a manager of performance analysis and research. Mm-hmm. How did you get that job? And how did you learn performance analysis and research on the job? Because that was before you went to grad school. Yeah, good question. So I've been following around my current boss for a long time. So I met her when I was 19 and needed an internship. And she was working in market research. And I'm like, great, I need an internship. And so there we go, 19. And then at the age of 20, I guess it was 24 or something like that. She calls me up. She's like, you need a job? Like, I got this and some more pay. And I was like, okay, great. And that's how I ended up there. And then fast forward, I, like you said, took about eight other jobs and got an MBA. And between that, I landed at the same organization in a very different role. How did I learn performance analysis? Uh, it wasn't hard. It's like, you know, I think this is an important point to, for a lot of young folks, you'll learn stuff on the job. Jobs are not rocket science. They're not hard. Your class is an undergrad, and I made a post about this recently. Uh, your 101 class is probably going to be a lot more difficult than anything you're going to do on the job. So you learn, right? And, and that's exactly what I did. You pick up the technical skill. And, and you know, the harder part, as I've been emphasizing in these conversations I'm having with you, Andrea, is, is the people part. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a very difficult transition. <clears throat> great, great. And I know just because I've listened to another podcast interview that you've given, that you talk a lot about the importance of maintaining the relationships that you get, whether it's through an internship or your first few jobs, all of these relationships matter. And that is how you got that job because the woman knew you at NYC and company. It's so funny. I mean, even now I'm just thinking about, I just took on a a contract role, right? To provide analytics consulting services for a company called The Shade Room, which is the number one premier media outlet for African-Americans in the US um, in terms of audience. And so I had a friend at BET. That's where I used to work. And he moved over to The Shade Room. He's heading up analytics. He's the first person he calls. I know John, we've stayed in touch. He's my guy. We work together at BT, and I'm going to hire him for this consulting. That students hate this. They hate hearing this, right? They hate it. God, it's nepotism. Oh, God. But come on, guys. This is how the world works, okay? Who you know is, is all that matters, and then your reputation with those people and, and what they think of you and your work. That's going to carry you to career success as long as you have. The job I'm about to take, I've been in touch with a recruiter for a long time. You know, we talked and she's a fan of mine on LinkedIn. And I think she's a wonderful person. She DMs me out of the middle of nowhere and says, John, you know anybody good for this role? 
I looked at the role. I'm like, oh, this sounds really interesting. I'm like, I'll, I'll throw my hat into the ring. And here I am taking a new job, right? So these, this is, and that was a long-term relationship. I've known Mindy for, I don't know, 10, 15 years at this point, right? That's how this works. You maintain these relationships with your coworkers, recruiters, with bosses. You check in, you talk, you help them out. They help you out, go out for lunch, go out for coffee. You never lose these relationships. And it is why every single professional out there will say to you, never burn a bridge because these are small industries. And if you burn a bridge with a certain person, I can almost guarantee you, you're going to run into them again. So it's another reason why my do no harm to others policy is so important, right? Because I understand that I can never burn a bridge. I know people hate me, and that's fine. But I'm not going to make them hate me, right? So that, that's, that's how this works. Such an important lesson. And P.S., out of like the 10 jobs that John has had, we probably need to add the 11th because of the new job. He's only applied to one job through a website. Most right. came from networking and friends. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Oh,